Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. (laughs) So on the day of recording this, it's a week past Thanksgiving. So I hope everybody had a happy holiday, and I hope you were able to finish all your Thanksgiving leftovers because we just did like two days ago. What did you guys have for Thanksgiving? So we had like a traditional, more traditional Thanksgiving with Russell's parents. So like we had turkey, mashed potatoes, that type of stuff. And then we had Friendsgiving that Saturday. So we had so much food. I've been eating mac and cheese for like eight days straight. Yeah, I feel like the sides always stick around for so long. It's the sides, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm vegetarian. So all I can eat is the sides when we go with family. So they like cooked a whole turkey but i'm just eating mashed potatoes and i'm like pretty picky so like i'll just have like mashed potatoes and like stuffing which yeah it's a whole thing where um yeah there's barely anything for me to eat and i'm just i'm just eating the same thing for for days but yeah you were i I saw pictures of you and like your friends giving and it was so cute i like love that yeah we had like um like a clubhouse at the bottom of our apartment and we just reserve. We didn't reserve it. It's like first come, first serve. So we had to like go down there at like 10 a.m. and just sit in there all day and set stuff up because people were coming in and like were trying to use it for events. I mean, how late did people start showing up? Because there's a TikTok of people like showing up at like 7 p.m. Like <sighs> 8. <laughs> oh, my God. We started at 4. Yeah. But that's cool that you got it because I was Emily and I were like looking over the, the TikTok that was like posted. And we're like, where is that at? That's a, that's really cute. It's and like I saw the pool in the background, and, and she was like, I think that's like their apartment. That's their event place. Yeah, it's like I don't know if you remember when you were here, but like there's a room right next to the pool, like by behind the pool by the gym, um, like right across those bathrooms in that little outdoor oh, yeah. sitting area. Okay. That's where we were. Yeah, because I saw the pool in the background. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember that. But um, yeah. that's really fun. I also had a, I had a sort of Friendsgiving where I was hanging out with, like, my brother, um, which was really nice. And I was able to see uh, family. So cousins and, like, my brother were all together. And um, and it was really nice to be able to, like, have, like, have a, like, nice little get together. And it was, like, right before Thanksgiving. So it was just – it felt very – peaceful to be able to like be around family that I haven't been around in so long so we had like a really nice time especially every time I get to hang out with my brother it's always just like it's so heartwarming because I'm like growing up we weren't really that close um but as we've gotten older you know we've matured and stuff so we're able to like be civil and like talk and get closer so it was it was really cool we just had it at his apartment and yeah, we missed an episode the past week, but it was holidays. I love that we like. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think people will forgive us on that one. Like, we like come back week. and like we we like make two episodes and then we dip again. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. I mean, give us a break. Us. No, you were like, even home. So yeah, I was at my my um my in laws' house, um, and we were. It's like so awkward because like Emily's room is like a nine by nine room, and it's a very like tiny house. I think in total, the house is like a little over a thousand square feet, like really small. Uh, It's three bedrooms too. So the rooms are very tiny. So I'm just kind of stuck in this confined area. And with family all about, it's like hard to record. So um, yeah, it was like really hectic because we got back 
Friday night after or Friday evening after Thanksgiving. Um, we came back to Gainesville because we go down to be with parents or family. And then we went to a football game on Saturday um, in Gainesville. So we saw like the fucking game. I don't even, I don't like football. Like the entire time it was like, <laughs> wait, did they just get a home run? Um, Not but, a field goal? Is that- but honestly, <laughs> I was so into it that we were like watching it. And I was like, I, I like found myself like cheering. And I was like, oh my God, do I like sports? Am I into it? Do they have it? like those little chants that they do like... The oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm trying to remember the ones that they do, but um, yeah. The, there's like the Gator Chomp, and it's like this. We were playing yeah. FSU, which is um, they're the Seminoles, um, which is like so racist. Like their chant is the tomahawk, where they like do that, mm-hmm. and um, they like they make some sort of sound. And I was looking over at the band because we sat we sat right next to the band and their drum major, the pe- the the conductor, he was like in full like head like headdress, head like like traditional like Native American like attire. And I was like, You're joking. I took pictures, I'll like insert it. And on he the was video. white? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like Love it's that. crazy. He's and like, people- I have two percent. Native American in me. <laughs> oh yeah, people would like they were wearing headdresses and stuff like that. I was like, no. Um, yeah, so it's it's it was pretty interesting to be there. Uh, the Gators won. Um, it was it was go fun. Gators. <laughs> right. Hopefully, if they ex- if they don't accept me into grad school, fuck them. Yeah, fuck the Gators. You could be a husky. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I yeah, once we live there, I might even I might I might consider applying if. If I don't get accepted, I'm sure that I will. But yeah, speaking of which, I'm finishing college. I have two more assignments and I'm done. I'm done with my bachelor's and I and I graduate and I walk December 17th. So Congratulations. Exciting. Thank you. It's, it's, it's really, been a long time coming. Yeah. I mean, I'm 25. So it's taken me like, I think like five years, six years to actually get my degree. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I've been able to actually push through like my I'm the first in my family to get my degree. So it was, um, it's really nice. And I'm the youngest. And so out of my entire extended family, there's only like two other. um, And I'm like, my mom's one out of nine. My dad's like one out of 14, but there's only like a handful, maybe like three or four um, of my cousins that even have a college degree. So um, I'm happy to be able to, to finally do that. I feel like I'm representing my family and hopefully continue on with schooling. So that's iconic. It's, it's really fulfilling. I remember when I when I when you were graduating and like it was such like a it's it's such a cool moment. And um I get so I get so excited. Did you and you walked, right? I did. It was weird. So I've graduated twice before my college graduation. My college graduation was the first time like I transitioned. So like I wore it was weird wearing heels to a graduation. I don't know. It was kind of, it was crazy. I was like scared I was going to fall and trip on the stage and be one of those girls, but I was fine. I got like some Mary Janes to walk in. Um, I'm really excited though. This is like me, like my parents are coming and they still call me by my dead name and stuff like that. Um, My family does. Um, So it's like really annoying, but they're going to have to sit there and cheer for who I am, for the name that's going to come up, my legal name, for for me just as me and it's going to be really it'll be really nice to kind of feel that and that's kind of the reason why I decided to walk 
because other than that, like, I, I, I don't know, the idea of walking just seems too like campy for me. And I'm like, it just like, I just want my degree and I want it to be over with. But I think the reason it's like a statement where I'm like, I'm graduating, like this is, I'm doing this for me. And so it's all purely all like, like just, I'm just trying to, I want look at me now. Yeah. Look at me now. It's all out of spite, genuinely. So um, I think, I mean, it's a perfect like opportunity to do that because I mean, you haven't had the best time. So the fact that they have to sit there and watch you walk across the stage, like dress how you want with your actual name now and you graduating college, it's like, wow, like you actually did it. You did everything that they probably thought you weren't able to do. So Right. And I'll never forget when I first like came out or when I was outed, my mom was on the phone with me and I I have the recording somewhere. I'm not going to play it, but I I did record it uh, just so I can like, I don't know. I just wanted to... I don't know, but um, doesn't matter. Um, she said something like people weren't gonna accept me. People were gonna like say I'm a freak, and that I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do anything with my life. And so it's nice to be like, look at me now. I have a great job. I'm finishing school. I applied to grad school. Like, I'm like doing it, and I like got out, and I go back home and I visit my family, and it's crazy how like everyone's just like, um, just like they're just existing there and then there's nothing bad about it. Like them having like um, just like, like, like a nine to five job. That's maybe a little more than minimum wage. And for me, I'm just like, I can't like live like that. And um, I'm, I'm really trying to like get out of being stuck there. Cause it, it does feel a little suffocating when I go back home. So I want, I want to be able to like show them, like I was able to get out, I was able to do it. Um, and so that's, what's like really exciting for me about it. That's so inspiring. I'm so happy for you. You deserve it. I'm such an inspiration. You're literally an icon and inspiration. <laughs> I love that. I've had such a hard life. And guess what? Life. You overcame it, all the obstacles. I, I overcame the you obstacles. You knocked all the walls down. I love that. I'm oh my God. And I you know I'm gonna write like the cheesiest LinkedIn post ever. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna milk this shit so hard. I'm like, I being a transsexual, I've experienced so many um, discriminations and things have, I don't know, I'm just going to make it so stupid. Like you're getting I, elected to be president. Right. Did I ever show you that LinkedIn post with uh, that, like, with a girl watching, like, witnessing a beheading of a... I don't think so. Oh my god, I have to show it to you, I have to send it to you. I'm going to put, like, a photo and, like, the video version of what I'm talking about. Because there was like this LinkedIn post about this girl who experienced like, or like she, she experienced a car crash and she went up to it and this woman's like feet were severed off. It wasn't a beheading. It was like her feet were like severed off and like she wrote this really weird LinkedIn post and then went back to the spot and like took a picture posing, and like it just on LinkedIn on LinkedIn like it, it it just was completely out of place and it was like. It was. I have to send it to you. It's insane. This is a Facebook I was reading post, it. sweetie. Right, right. <laughs> and it's. Oh my god, it's so cringy. She was like p- posing. Oh my god, I have to show oh it to no. you. But she's one of those bitches. Like, oh my god, like <laughs> right. I didn't get my feet severed, but I could have, and it's just like really profound. Oh, like I just really appreciate life now, and it's yeah, it's really so hard, and I'm yeah. forever traumatized by it. By it, but I'm gonna overcome. 
and it's like okay i love like this white girl energy but you need to like you're at a 10 you need to bring it down she's hoping her boss is watching she's like can i get a promotion like i just went through some traumatic <laughs> right oh my god but anyways you're telling me that you you got a whole new transformation going on so break down break yeah. down everything that's been happening um okay so I got first I got my hair done and I'm very particular about my hair like the thought of cutting it or trimming it gives me anxiety because like it's it's my hair like this is like the one thing that I've wanted for so long so like I feel like in the process of wanting to have long hair I've kind of like given myself the hair of the girl from the grudge like it's very long it's all one length it doesn't have a lot of dimension and it's hard to style because of the way it looks. So Alice, actually, I was talking to her and like her mom is a hairstylist and she like knows about hair. And she was like, I really think that if you have like face framing layers, like a little bit shorter, it'll look really good on you. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't really want to cut my hair. I don't necessarily want bangs. So I was like really skeptical about it, but I did it and it literally changed my life. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I look so much better. And you look the so way that bad. my oh my god, thanks. The way that my hair like frames my face now is perfect. I feel like it was always kind of like swallowing me because my front pieces were so long. Also, when I put it up in like a clip or in a ponytail or in a bun, so cute. So I got my hair done, obsessed. I got my piercings back. Three of my piercings. I pierced my nose and then my first lobe on both my ears. So I'm starting to feel like myself again with my nose piercing. Um, What else did I do? I got my nails done. I'm just really spending too much money on myself, but it's the holiday season. And this is like me giving, giving back, you know, self-care 100%. It is. I got a Christmas, but not a Christmas bonus, like my signing bonus for my new job. It hit on black Friday. So I was like, oh, like, I have extra money for presents and gifts, but also, like, I'm here, too. You need to treat I deserve yourself. Things, exactly. Which I did. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, your hair looks so good. Whenever you, like, find a hairstyle that, like, makes you feel like you, that's, like, yeah. everything. And, um, yeah, I love it so much. That's It's crazy that your earlobe, your whole clothes so quick. Yeah, I told him. Like the guy that was piercing me, he could tell that I've gotten piercings before. He's like, "Wow, you've got you've had a lot of piercings," and I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "There's a chance that your holes will." St- that sounds so strange. He's like, "There's a chance that your holes will still be open," and I was like, "I I don't think so because I close really fast." And he tried to like go through the old spot where they pierced my ears, and he was like, "These shits are like completely closed," and I I guess like people's like their holes stay open for a long time, but. Mine just shuts so fast. I don't know why. Like, my hole is so open. It's just so, I don't know. I just, like, regenerates really quickly, I guess. Yeah, just your superior is what it is. Yeah. I um, I have, you yeah, know, I've had earrings for a while. I, like, did the whole thing where I was, in, like, in middle school, and I really wanted my ears pierced, but I didn't get it on the gay side. The gay side was the right ear. You have to get it on your left oh, of side. Course. Of course. So I've had, like, the left one for so long, and then I got the right one pierced but like mine stay yeah mine stay open um and must be nice <laughs> and you got your nose pierced again which i i feel like 
you that's your staple it's like it's my signature i'm I'm not me without my nose piercing it just doesn't make sense because you had surgery you had to take it out is that when it was out or did you didn't you get it re-pierced i got it re-pierced after surgery and then i went wakeboarding on a lake and i face planted into the water and it flew out of my nose and the hole closed literally within hours so and you got a a stud yeah i tried to like put one of my mom's earrings in as a placeholder but it was literally closed within hours of me getting home from it coming out so yeah maybe i'm like a superhero like i'm you're like super I have regenerated yeah, you're like abilities super, i'm like a real life adventure Oh my god! Are you excited to see Spider Man? Are you like into like Honestly, the Marvel movies? Yeah, it looks good. I'm excited. Yeah, that comes out the. It comes out the day I graduate, so I won't be able. To, I mean, I guess I can go that afternoon. That'd be yeah, fun to do. Yeah, like the day up. Have you seen Eternals? No, I haven't. I haven't Have either, you? but I kind of want to. I'm like not super. I was really invested in Marvel when I was younger because I was like, oh, Iron Man and Spider Man, I love you. Yeah. Um, but like, as it, I mean, it became this whole universe that like um, that I just like lost track of. But I do it's love so Spider Man. Yeah, like I know people are like you have to watch the whole like the whole movies, and I, I don't know, I can't get past like a Thor. Like it's there's too much. First like, of all, they're eight hundred hours long. <laughs> right. So. Way too long. Way too much of an investment. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I like Spider Man. That's all I like. I can watch Spider Man all day. Like I, I remember, Spider-Man. yeah, I love it. But um, and Tom Holland. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, moving on to I guess what we wanted to do. We were talking about like with the podcast, what we've been like wanting to do. We want to like find ways to reformat, reframe the way that we do our episodes, and we do want to discuss things that are more pop culture based. We want to obviously talk about our life updates and really go through all of that. So we were definitely thinking about having segments. So, um, yeah, so I, we want to have like a whole pop culture segment where we can just dedicate stuff that's been going on and like talk about of our, our opinions on certain things. So we also want to have our main topic because I know a lot of people listen to us for us to talk about trans related issues. And I completely get that. And I think, you know, at our core, that's who we are. We want to represent that in a really good way. So we wanted to have like different segments. So if you guys have any ideas on or any like yeah, if you guys have any sort of thing you want to hear us talk about, send it over. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try and like make this like a really cool format where we can, um, you know, discuss some stuff. You know, be well rounded and be more structured because I I know that it'll probably be easier to kind of you know hear these like fun topics um, instead of hearing us like drag on for an hour about a single topic. Which I know can be for us at the end of it, we're like, wow, we can't, I can't believe we literally talked for an hour just saying yeah. the same things over and over again. It's like the same thing that we're saying, except it's rephrased. So <laughs> that's I'm like piggyback off of what of you're saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we want to like give you guys more content and hopefully uh, transition into like, no pun intended, into just more um, of, uh, you know, different sort of genre, different sort of topics. So with that being said, we're going to jump in to our pop culture section. So I'm really excited about this. We have some fun stuff to talk about. But yeah, Yeah. we're going to take it away. Yeah. So first, I guess we wanted to talk about Mr. Beast. So I guess it's like Squid Game 
kind of yeah, mostly Mr. Beast, but also like Squid Game is huge. Everybody knows that. Um, and there's been a lot of people that have been like critiquing others who have been inspired by Squid Game and like have made their own videos. Like a lot of YouTubers have made their own versions of Squid Game. People are having Squid Game themed parties. And I've seen a lot of people like, this is not the point of the show. Like, you know, like right. fuck capitalism. But I mean, it's, you were, you had a good point. It's the show is also capitalizing off of the same thing. You know, like they made the show for a reason. It was entertaining and people just want to recreate that. I don't really think it's a big deal. And recently Mr. Beast literally recreated Squid Game. Like it looked identical to the set, which is insane. I think he spent like $3 million, somewhere around yeah. $3 million on recreating the set. Literally got like 400 people to compete. And the games were basically recreated as they were on the show. And I think it got like 50 million views in the first day, which was yeah. absolutely insane to me. I think right now it's over 100 million views total. I have to like see where it's at because it's like insane numbers. People were really hyped about this video for so long. It's at 150 million views, which is insanity for a video to get that. And it's been out for 10 days. So like from recording this, which is like insanity. But yeah, a lot of people were like really outraged by by the whole idea of Squid Game. The whole like purpose or concept behind it is... Um, yeah, cat like um well I mean these pe- these poor people will go to extreme measures to to get wealth, to be wealthy, to be able to overcome the obstacle of, of poverty. Um and so yeah, it's so like, you know, watching it, it's it's really intense to watch because you can see like these people are desperate. And so for rich people to recreate it, I can see why people would be like, you know, that's just that's just like really weird to to like do because it it it's yeah at its core the story is so anti what you are but um at the end of the day it's all entertainment like you're saying like the show is on netflix <laughs> like it's a show that is you know um p- paid for and um on netflix and it is all entertainment the creator of the show was like interviewed and he said he loved it. He loved the people recreating it because it just brings more attention to his show. And so um, I think at the end of the day, it's not really that big of a deal um, as people played out to be. Chrissy Teigen had a party uh, that was uh, Squid Game themed. which She was dragged to hell for yeah. that. So, okay. Chrissy <laughs> needs to like... So I don't think it's a big deal. I'm not offended by it. And like, I don't, I don't really care. But, like, she's gone through so much shit. Like, she just needs to think before she does stuff. Because, like, obviously people are going to give her shit for that. And she's been, like, trying to get over a lot of dramas that have happened that, like, from past things that have happened. So I'm just like, like, why are you doing this? But, um, yeah, I don't – it's not that big of a deal. Like, um, I just think it's a – it was a great show. And I'm excited for season two. Um, I really, really loved it. But I, I do think that people are just, I think a lot of it is overreacting. Like at the end of the day, the show is a show that is the same thing as like another like millionaire recreating it. 
but I thought the I thought it was really cool. I thought Mr. Beast did a, like a really great job. I I love the video. Um, the even like the little like packets on their like stomach that exploded when they killed them. Yeah. Cool. William Osman, which was like he's another YouTuber, he created all of them. There's like four hundred and how many are there? How many characters? There are like four, five, six, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he created all of them um, that would just like explode and like put like put out that stuff which I thought the whole thing was like really thought out. The only thing I had an issue with was the fucking musical chairs at the end. Like there was all that build up and like Squid Game the game is it's like it's like really fun. Like they're they're like it seems really intense especially watching it in the show, but they didn't really know how to play it, I guess, so they just ended up doing musical chairs, which I'm just like you there was all that build up and you you went with musical chairs. <laughs> yeah i i agree i mean they they didn't know how to play squid game which is fair but i think there are other games that they could have picked that are a little bit more high stake than i don't know it just felt like they were doing all these crazy things the entire time like falling through the floor like playing tug of war and now they're just trying to sit in a chair and i was like okay like for four hundred and fifty six thousand dollars also i was upset during the tug of war when they were literally like fuck all the girls like we want boys only which i get like they, i get it but at the same time shame on yeah you. i mean you. i don't think like it's so yeah because like i was thinking about that like what what was mr beast gonna do to ensure that like women didn't feel like they didn't have a chance in this the game and he did absolutely nothing he was just like fuck and, it. i mean that's kind of the what same. they did in the show too so like yeah I guess that's tip, that's what would happen realistically. You but you think I was like, like that's do that to yeah, the girls. yeah. I don't even think like a, like a girl ended up like in like one of like the top five. Like when they were doing the musical chairs, they were all like guys, and, and they the, were so annoying. the one where they were jumping across. There's two girls left. Oh really? Yeah, and at that point there was like thirty people. It's so annoying. That part annoyed me so much. The few lucky girls that were able to get on a good team for tug of war were able to make it. Right. It's like the that that part annoyed me, but I guess it annoyed me in the show where I'm just like, just fucking go, and everyone's like, I'm not moving, and I'm just like, why? Um, but yeah, the show was really the show was really good. Um. And I think I think people recreating it is fine. I enjoy it. I've seen a bunch of other two YouTubers recreate it. I'm a big fan of uh, H3 Productions, um, and they recreated like their own version of it. Uh, if you know me at all, I'm like obsessed with that YouTube channel. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know that didn't Twitch do like recreate it too or something? Do you know? I know like Hassan said that he. They like he did it, he did their own like a, a different version. I think there he was like a it. in Grand Theft Auto, like a modded version of Grand Theft Auto. They did Squid Game, and it looked literally exactly like it too, That's so which was cool. crazy. And it was just like a bunch of streamers that did it. So that I I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I know they did do that. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. Um, but also, we wanted to talk about the most important topic of today oh my gosh um do you want to do you want to lead into it yeah because i've only heard the song like one time but yeah i want you to mm -hmm. to like so for me like a typical thursday night for me 
at 9 p.m. is to listen to my release radar on Spotify with my AirPods in at full volume, just so I can experience, you know, all the new music that's coming out because I love music. Um, How high are you when you do this? I'm very high. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew Kim Petras was coming out with a song, but I didn't really, I don't know. I just didn't really have any expectations. And I hear it for the first time. It's called Coconuts. And the beat, perfect summer song, like pool party vibes. But the thing that really struck a chord with me was the lyrics. And I don't know. I just feel like if I ever get a breast augmentation, I would like to be wheeled out of the operating room with the song playing because it's all about boobs. It's like the best song in the world. It's like so funny. Just I was reading over the lyrics and like it comes off like just as a comedic song, but it's like so good. Like she's such a good artist that I was like, I was like dying laughing. I was like, this is such like a, this is such a perfect song. It's a perfect like fun summer song. There was a part that I thought was so funny. I have a part that, that I would like to share with everybody because it, it really changed my life. Let's gather So around. she says, my coconuts, you can put them in your mouth. <laughs> my coconuts, watch them bounce up and down. And I don't know. I just really think that was a strong message to send out to society. And I'm thankful for her. Um, it's really poetic, honestly. It is. Like, it brings a tear to my eyes, especially when she says, look at these margarita tatas. Honestly. Um, um, I, I think that, like, you couldn't write Shel Silverstein who? I know. Like, like he's like, dead. I, I mean, he is <laughs> dead, but, like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like, this is talent. This is pure talent. Um, yeah. But the song was great. It feels like such, like, a. It's such an empowering, like, trans, like, the tr- like I know trans women are, like, living for it, but it's also just, like, a fun song. I know she's, mm-hmm. like, BFS with, like, um, Paris Hilton, too, and I'm, like, this is so, like, It's I just love- very on brand. Yeah, I love, she tweeted Kim Petros the other day, and I, I died. Um, I'm trying to find it. She says, I like having tits. What can I say? Oh my god! Just like, Have you seen that video of Fergie when she's like doing front cartwheels and like singing? It's like on some morning show. No. Oh, is it like okay. a recent thing or is it an old video? No, it's like an older. It's like a meme kind of where she's just like doing front wheel front flips across the stage and like still singing. Um, <laughs> but before Coconuts released, she like oh, wait. Made, I have seen it. I have seen. She it. did a voiceover of like her singing except she was saying my coconuts over it instead of what Fergie was saying and I literally died laughing that's like one of my favorite videos I have to watch it now but it's like it's such like a it's such a I don't know I I, I get drawn to like Kim Petra so much because she was like one of like the first trans like celebrities I guess that I saw I think she was the first trans celebrity that I saw um, and I've talked about this a million times where I like the first, like I would Google or like YouTube just trans because I obviously just a confused trans girl, just like growing up, not really knowing anything. So I just would YouTube it and then she would come up in like her music and, um, and her interviews. And she was like the youngest, like uh 
trans like woman in Germany at 16 to get like gender reassignment surgery or something like and I remember just being like this she's so fucking cool like I love her so much and then years later we were told they can get her on her podcast and I was just about she to was, say and her team yeah. denied it I was gonna say I after this song I I'm starting to forgive her a little bit for yeah rejecting us like it's okay because she she went on to do bigger and better things, I guess. I don't know if we've but, like talked about it in depth, but like we said that before that we were working with Spotify at a certain point where Spotify was really trying to promote us and push us and like um, really, really trying to help us. It's how we ended up getting um, um, my brain just like I'm so bad at like remembering people's names. Corey Ray. Uh, Corey Ray. Yeah. Oh, my God. I follow her and everything. She's iconic. Um, yeah. But yeah, but. Sorry, there's an <laughs> intruder in my, in my But yeah, so we were working on Spotify to get Corey Ray. Um, and they also said that we were able to get Kim Petros on too. If um, That if was we a little interested. ambitious. I would, I will say they, they said it was like a possibility. I was like, okay, we only have like two episodes out. Um, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. At the time. It, it was we were, cool. We were bringing in like a decent amount of viewers at the time, um, but it wasn't like I did not feel popular in in any capacity. I was like, I did not feel like our podcast was big or anything. Yeah, this was like right in the beginning of our of our shows, um, and it was so like interesting that they were like, yeah, like we can probably get her. And I remember like I remember like us talking. I'm like, there's no way this is gonna happen. Yeah. And then um, I guess they reached out to her team because they had contact with her, and she was too busy. So, whatever whatever the fuck that she, she, didn't was, want oh, she to was like small creators i think they were saying oh like she's just about to release an album she's like too busy and i was like okay whatever i guess it's fine like yeah it's, it's whatever but um yes i think this song is full forgiveness over that um i think so too she it's a new slate kim so like <laughs> if we see each other out and about like i'm not gonna bring it up it's okay yeah exactly i it'd be interesting like to one day get more people on that show or like on our show and hopefully one day you know we're manifesting it maybe we can interview one interview her one day um that's like so. the dream just to have like iconic trans guests sit down and That'd just have fun. a conversation she's so awesome um and like her whenever her halloween like halloween comes around and she like released like her halloween music oh my god yeah it's just like so i like I don't know. She makes me really love like the hyper pop like sort of sound. Yeah. That, like I'm just like I'm so into it. Um, so I think she's amazing. And so listen to coconuts, stream coconuts. Stream coconuts. Yeah. Um, it's so great. Um this is gonna be interesting when we t- when we have these different segments because we're gonna talk about like pop culture stuff and then <laughs> after it we're gonna immediately <laughs> go to yeah. depressing shit and it's like fuck. This is like we have to plan this out to be yeah. honestly whatever we're gonna. I mean, it's the reality it. of life. Exactly. You have we're gonna talk about downs. coconuts and boobs bouncing, and now we're gonna talk about discrimination. It's like the perfect <laughs> transition. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but I guess with that note, let's let's you know lead into our main topic of today's episode. Um, yeah. We, yeah. Um, so I guess, or when we were on our break, there was a big thing with 
Dave Chappelle, who's a comedian, um, basically dedicating an entire stand-up special to trans people and talking about trans people. Um, but I mean, we can talk about him specifically, but also this has just kind of been a reoccurring thing with stand-ups lately where they at some point bring up trans people. And I think we both have kind of different or probably similar in some ways, maybe different in others thoughts about trans people being used as jokes in comedy specials. I think there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. And I think at the end of the day, there there are some things that people probably should consider before like just immediately jumping to trans people and people in the LGBT community being like oversensitive and not being able to take a joke because that is a common response that I hear a lot from people. Um, so yeah, like what, what are your thoughts on comedy and trans people in general? It's like a common thing with like comedians like these days saying like, oh, we can't say anything. The world is too sensitive. But I don't like find that fully the truth. I think like with social media, I think it's easier for people to be cut in a collective. Like it's easier for like collective thoughts to be organized in a better way. And I think that's what's unique about today's day and age. Not that people are more sensitive, but rather people are able to collect thoughts in a more cohesive way because we're interconnected that way. So it may seem like that, but there's like, it's never been okay to like make jokes about like a marginalized group and be able to like profit off doing that because all it does is reinforce the stigma that these these marginalized groups are um, are these stereotypes that you're portraying it out to be. So there is definitely, I think with comedy, I think there's definitely ways that you can go about it that aren't so harmful or that that necessarily like don't provoke any sort of hatred. But when you're making a stand-up special like Dave Chappelle, where like like I think it was more than half of that that special was just about trans people. Um, it does like really it gets like under my skin a little bit. I'm just like I'm like just the things that he said in it got really kind of overwhelming for me where I was like uh, like okay well the one thing that he said in his special that was iconic because i feel the same um we're both both Chappelle and i we're both team jk rowling we're both <laughs> super big fans of our queen i mean he's team turf and honestly maybe i am too uh yeah. she is she's queen but <laughs> but like it wasn't necessarily the stand-up that upset me it was like kind of like his reactions after so the way that he reacted after um, where people wanted to have a conversation with him and he was just pretty um, not for it or he was just like kind of doubling down on a lot of things that he said. And um, and also I wasn't a fan of how he used a single trans person telling him, hey, that's okay if you make these jokes as an excuse to make the jokes. So that's kind of what frustrated me. And it does seem like you said, like a pretty common thing where this is like repeat like comedians are using like trans people as jokes but you and I may feel differently about it and I think that's fine but like yeah what are you what are your thoughts I I in general I don't really get offended by things so I mean I can sit through a special and personally not feel anything not feel a certain type of way about what they're saying but at the same time I do and it's like not a, on a personal level, it's just like on a societal level because I mean, comics, a lot of comics are like 
cultural icon. So like what they say and what they think carries a lot of weight in society. And I think the issue or the issue just with making jokes about marginalized people in general is that you have to like carefully craft the way that you write the joke. Like if you write the joke specifically on their identity and their choice to be who they want to be or like something that affects their daily life, it can come across distasteful. But if it's just something that's super trivial, it's not really connected to them being trans. It's just like, like maybe trans people do like the same behaviors or something like that. Like that's something that I feel like would come across as not as offensive as like just saying that, oh, I can't make a joke because they're all going to come at me with pitchforks and they're so sensitive. And like, I mean, there's a reason people are sensitive. We've talked multiple times about how pretty much every year that we discuss it, the amount of trans people, specifically trans women of color, increases for murders. So it's like, okay, well, we're kind of being sensitive because you you think it's like kind of a joke and kind of perpetuating the idea that trans people are equal and we're just like being greedy and we want more rights and we want more things to be attributed to us. But we're still like dying. You know, people are still killing us. We don't have the ability to freely do what we want in a lot of ways. And in terms of our medical transition and like legal documents with changing your name and finding a doctor and things like that. So there, there are very well a lot of obstacles in the way. And I mean, I've seen instances where, you know, there's a contrast between bringing attention to like the idea of being trans and the struggles that we go through and then like making a harmless joke about trans people versus just like dedicating your entire special to talking about how we need to like stop being so overdramatic and how JK Rowling is a queen and didn't deserve any hate and that she's perfect. And it's just like, I think the way that it's being brought about is not the correct way. And it's just kind of like a cheap ticket to get a laugh, you know? Cause like, there's always going to be those people in the audience that are like, Oh my God, he's so right. I hate tranny. It's like, fuck them. They're so sensitive. So it's like, he's catering to those people and they're like, Oh, like Dave Chappelle thinks this or so-and-so thinks this. So it's okay because this is a big celebrity. Like this is a big comedian. And if they think it's funny, then I'm allowed to think it's funny. And like, replicate the same jokes that he's saying so i think it could be done in a way that's less harmful but also like what you were saying it's you can't just talk to one trans person and use that as like your ticket to say whatever you want because trans people are different in every way like we we don't share one database and brain like we're all different we have different political views we have different everything so if somebody is okay with it and tells you like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like I guarantee you there's going to be people that don't agree with you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very privileged to be in an area and centered myself around people where I don't feel discriminated against um, in terms of like being in like my friend group. There are certain instances where, you know, things come up and um, I feel like a little bit outcasty, but never I like, I don't, place myself around people and in a place where I don't feel like I'm being attacked for who I am. But then when I see specials like that, for me, it kind of, it pulls me back in to be like, oh, wait, no, this is like a common belief where people feel these ways towards trans people or people. Because to make a full special, just talking about trans people, there's some internalized like 
hatred you're feeling, I feel. Like, after his last stand-up, that he made a comment about trans people. People were upset. So he fed off that because he was like, I'm bitter. I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep joking about it because it's whatever. And, um, yeah, I think what, like, really upset me, too, was how upset he was. He was like, I'm not, like, everyone dropped me uh, because he, like, released that stand-up. Um, I think he was making a documentary or something or some sort of movie and like the production people dropped him or he lost the deal with something. So he was like really bitter about it. And it's like, I'm sorry that you, you, you made millions off of like a, a special with Netflix and like, you're not the one that's oppressed here. Um, there are people in the world who feed into the rhetoric of, of these jokes, these like quote unquote jokes that can be like completely harmful to the community that um that further normalizes a kind of vibe uh that people have towards trans people that just is like untrue or harmful um you know i do value some of the things he says he does acknowledge that trans women are women um and i i don't think in his internal core is there transphobia like I do believe he had a really great friend who was a trans woman, and I really do believe that he respected her, like, highly. Um, and, you know, it's un- unfortunate that, like, obviously he had to experience the loss of his friend, and um, and I'm sure that's why he feels validated in, like, using those jokes because he was really great friends with her. And so I don't think in his internal heart is he, like, a bad person, but it is frustrating when... I don't think people can see why there's such an outrage. Like when you just sit back and think like, why are people so upset? Um, I think that's, what's really important to be able to understand that, like, you know, maybe like you're living in LA. I mean, I think he lives in LA. I'm not sure you're in a place that's more progressive, but like your fans in like the middle America and Southern America who are obsessed with like your standup or whatever, how are they going to treat, trans people my family was big dave Chappelle fans growing up the majority of my family is transphobic hearing this it just feeds into that so i can i can just see how it can just be a recipe for um a disaster i mean you say these things sorry i'm talking so much but you say these things and um uh it provokes you know it's going to provoke a reaction where people are going to be divisive and then whenever you do provoke this reaction where people are divisive on it then it further puts us in a position where now it's like us versus them. So then, uh, you know, it could be like my cousins or something. This is just a random like anecdote, but like they can be like, Oh, like, yeah, trans people suck because, um, they're so mad at Dave Chappelle and it becomes like a, a battleground just being like fed into that. So I don't know. Yeah. That's a good point. I feel like it's, I don't think he's transphobic either. But I don't think that's the point. I think it's that the people, you have to understand like the platform that you have. So like, even if you don't think transphobic thoughts and you don't have any problem with trans people, if you know that you're going to be using transphobic jokes that will obviously have a reaction, like, a, you know, there's there are going to be people that think it's funny and there, there are going to be people that are find it offensive. I don't really have any sympathy if you choose to go through with that and still do it anyway. Like you kind of knew going into it that people were kind of going to be unhappy with you. But at the same time, you're like willingly spewing this type of rhetoric to people 
who genuinely believe this. Like they truly think hateful things about trans people. So, and then given your, your platform that just kind of makes everything look bigger on a grander scale. So I agree. I don't really think he's transphobic. I just think that if you're a comedian, you should have the range to like, I don't know, be funny without having to use other people as expense. Um, Especially like in a time like this, like, can you just like give us a second to breathe? Like there's a lot going on. Um, Trans people have been like so talked about over the last few years. I feel like just give us a sec, like leave us alone for a couple of years, come back after we've just had time to just like live our lives and maybe we'll like reevaluate if this is appropriate. But like, this is not the time. There's too much going on and people have already have very strong feelings about being trans. Like we could probably talk completely about this in another episode, but the Miss USA pageant just happened and Cataluna Enriquez was the first woman to compete for the Miss USA title as Miss Nevada and the com- some of the comments that I saw so scary. So yeah, I mean, it just like goes to show the current state of where the idea of trans people are in society. It's like, yes, we are accepted in some areas, but in others, it's like a complete 180. So yeah. in terms of comedy, like you just, I think there's just a lot of lack of awareness that he didn't have or I mean he was aware but it was like for his own benefit to make those jokes because he knew they would get a reaction yeah and um I think also what upset me about this whole like specifically about the Dave Chappelle uh situation um was Netflix reaction there was um obviously Mm -hmm. there's trans people that were outraged um and they fired the person that organized the trans employee walk or like the trans walkout um uh yeah netflix fired them the ceo was like he doesn't believe dave chappelle's special caused any real world harm which i'm like that's just but, like who are you to kind of make that decision i think there's still a lot of prejudices that are being held i think black trans women obviously are um, extremely targeted on like a large scale um and i think that it's it's pretty sad that that there is still like a lot of work to be done. So when, like you said, like give us some time when the work has happened, when we've come far, then go ahead make a, make a joke or two. But when it comes to like, it comes at our expense, like by a lot, I keep just thinking back to, uh, to um, like, you know, obviously the presidency before the current one um, where the president like went out of the way to like make it, so that you can discriminate against trans people within healthcare. Um, He like went out of his way and like did that. And so like, this is something that's like really affecting us current day. So it's like really scary to think that, um, you know, just kind of feeding into like trans people are a comedic route that will obviously cause outrage and then kind of make your, like make you, I don't know, have a bigger name or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it just all comes down to like intention too. That's obviously a really big thing. And I think that was something that he just did not get when he made his special because like it was, it was very obvious that like he knew what he was doing. So it's hard to defend you at that point. Like if you go, 
into it, putting so much time and effort into a segment about trans people, like you prepared very extensively to say what you were going to say. So it's right. like, sorry, yeah, I can't really defend that, you. See, there's a good way. Like South Park, iconic, created like Whenever, such a funny. There's so many trans episodes about in South Park that have me dying laughing. Like in, like I said, they do it in a way where it's like it's not critiquing trans people and like being trans or it's like behaviors that we do or like things that happen to trans people that are like very relatable. Like that's what makes it funny. It's not like, oh, you're so sensitive. Like those aren't the things that are funny. Right. It's not a critique on like society rather is satirical. So it showcases like, yeah, like the episode with Cartman being trans or identifying as trans because he wanted like the special restroom or whatever. Like it was really funny and it was like satirical because like they use language that was like actually like real and you just kind of like when you're watching the episode, it doesn't come off as like something that's like that's harmful to the community, but more as like a a conversation of, about like this. That's like it seems to be on the side of trans people and wanting to support trans people, but it's like being satirical because this character Cartman is like the fucking worst, so he'll go out of his way to you know be a trans person just to use like a restroom and like i think that's like i think that was like a really great way to to like to like you know make a joke about it and and not really affect anyone in the process but to me that's what it came off as you can disagree i'm not saying my opinion our opinion is the right opinion it's just an opinion um so that's just how i felt about the situation but at the end of the day you know i i know the the troubles and that that trans people have and i know how certain jokes can really reinforce harms to the community which i i obviously don't want to endorse so yeah i think this whole dave Chappelle thing was really interesting and it was a really interesting conversation starter to have so uh, i'm happy that um, we were able to talk about that today um one quick thing where i want to go back to like our pop culture section we can make a whole episode about this did you see that queen jk rowling was mad that people quote-unquote doxed her i remember you sent it to me i was like girl like she as long as we try like we've tried not to talk about her for so long like we mention her name every once in a while as a joke but she just keeps providing us it's just great content at this point she just won't stop it's like she exists specifically for this podcast to be talked about like right she has to keep doing things to like to make us like talk about her because she it's just the funniest thing so what happened was there was like trans like protesters outside her house that were protesting against like trans obviously her being a turf um <laughs> so they were just like protesting it and I, I think someone in like the twitter thread or something released her address and it's like they doxed me and it was like I like I don't know, like she made this whole big like thing, like she is the victim, she is the victim. Meanwhile, her dress is like public information. Her dress is like it's like a it's a like a national monument or something for where she lives. Like it's like like publicly known, like the whole like she lives in this fucking mansion. Like it's not like a hidden secret that she lives there. So, like, her being, like, they dox me and stuff like that, it just is, like, her really trying to victimize herself as, like, the, like, her subjected to, like, 
you know, the trans people's wrath as if we're some sort of like pathology that like, it just is so frustrating. I like absolutely fucking hate her, but at the same time, she's content. So I love her. Yeah. She, I don't know. She really goes to the ends of the earth to try and convince people that she's not transphobic, but at the same time, like does things that are transphobic nonstop. And it's, I, I just think she's obsessed with like trying to like live out this fantasy where she is just being bullied. Like she really just wants to be Harry Potter. Like she wants to feel like the whole world is against her and it is, but like, there's a reason it's not like just for no reason, babe, like you're kind of doing it to yourself. It's not like you're being canceled for no reason. Like you need to take a deep look in the mirror. (sighs) Miss JK. Why, why is she the way she is? I don't know. Um, and like it's so it's so annoying. Whatever we can like talk more about her at like a different time. But Obviously. I just wanted to bring that up. How she was uh, really upset that people quote unquote doxed her when her address is like, that's a bold email. assumption too. Like how do you, yeah. how do you know it's trans person, babe? Yeah, so it's so annoying. But also, like people have the right to protest against you, especially because you're such a you're such a a loser. She's such a loser. I fucking hate her. But yeah, so I guess with that being said, I think it's a good way to wrap up our episode. Um, Let us know how you feel. If you have any, if you disagree with us, if you agree with us, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the whole Dave Chappelle situation, on anything we've talked about. Send us screenshots of you streaming coconuts or you DMing Kim Petros to come with (laughs) Relish. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for listening. Again, I hope you all had a good holiday. There's another one coming up right around the corner. There's a lot coming up right around the corner. I can't believe it's almost 2022. Love that. It's like kind of getting to me a little bit. I feel like I lived eight minutes in this year. But (laughs) yeah, Um, if you have any additional comments about the topic that we discussed or if you have any questions, you can feel free to DM us on Instagram. You can DM us individually or you can DM our Girlish podcast page as well if you have any questions or suggestions about what you want us to talk about. But again, thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next week soon with another episode on JK Rowling, our favorite of discussion. I hope she does something funny so we can talk about it. She will. She will do something (laughs) in the next couple weeks. Yeah, we're manifesting it. Um, But yeah, follow us everywhere, girlishpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.